Discussing the commodities markets, what's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors, and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Commodity Watch Radio with Dominic Frisby. Hello and welcome to Commodity Watch Radio. I'm Dominic Frisby and in today's programme, with all this financial turmoil going on throughout the world, I thought it appropriate to speak to the British Money Reform Party. Commodity Watch Radio at Mindsight.com Ezra Pound, the American poet, once said, In our time, the curse is monetary illiteracy, just as an inability to read plain print was the curse of earlier centuries. I'm talking now to Anne Belsey, who is the leader of the UK Money Reform Party. Anne, welcome to the show. Um, Why don't we start? Why don't you tell us about the Money Reform Party, what you do and, and why you do it? Uh, Well, the Money Reform Party was set up by myself and and a small number of others, um, what, three years ago, uh, September 2005. Um, uh, It stemmed from the fact that I'd been interested, I'd come to to an interest in um, money matters through a long, rather roundabout fashion. It wasn't something that I'd really been interested in for its own sake, but I came to came to a realisation that money was a central issue in uh, the way the, 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 the world works. Uh, and there had been um, various organisations, there still are a number of organisations um, in the country um, that are um, trying to promote awareness, uh, the, you know, the very financial literacy that you spoke, um, awareness to the general public about how the money system works. Uh, and I thought that uh, one further arm to this sort of money reform movement would, that would be useful would be a, uh, a political party specifically dedicated to that purpose, uh, which would have the title money reform and, and would ho- hopefully get that phrase into, the, uh, into public awareness um, through standing for elections or indeed any other you know, a- activity, any other sort of uh, legitimate political activity. Uh, that uh, that we might think is appropriate. And what is it about the monetary system that you'd like to to reform, or about money that you'd like to see reformed? Um, well, it's it needs to be made very much more simple, um, fundamentally, and it needs to be made much more honest and open and and fair. Frankly, we have a fundamentally unfair system which is detrimental to the well-being of the largest, the large proportion of the population um, and is even probably detrimental in some respects to those people who you know, directly benefit from it. Um, it does create a, a very distorted economy and distorted society and it's now creating, of course, a lot of the problems that we're seeing um, recently, of course, up until last year, the big problem was the rising levels of debt and the housing bubble. That was the thing that we were largely trying to alert people to, the fact that um, our money system um, depended on um, this continually rising level of debt, largely borne by uh, private individuals, families and so forth. 
and of course the the the, the housing bubble the ever increasing cost of housing which was very which was a very marginal benefit to anybody at all um apart from those outside inside the um the financial services um that was the big problem now of course we see that when the the bubble bursts and when the level of um of borrowing starts to starts to reduce its rate of acceleration it's not actually going down it's still going up but it's going up at a slower pace uh, that that of course then also causes even even worse problems and so you have this you have this this um, um you know absurd totally absurd um, money system about which most people know absolutely nothing and and i think would be amazed and appalled if they actually learned the truth of it and so I'm going to ask you about uh, our money and how it works in just a moment, but uh, can I just uh, ask you a question there? You said that, um, I mean, we're going through a credit contraction, but credit is still increasing, you just said, just not at the same pace as it was before. And just the fact that it's not increasing at the same pace is is causing all these problems. Well, from the figures that I've seen recently, it's um, it, it doesn't seem to have it doesn't the the the, the total amount of a personal personal debt. Um, isn't um isn't hasn't really started to go down as such i mean it might very we we, we very well might might see it starting to go down in the near future but at the moment it's 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 kind of it hasn't actually begun to go down it's just not accelerating at the rate that it was uh, and 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 what we're seeing is that although um mortgage rate, uh, mortgages new mortgages um are um uh, few new mortgages are being taken out. Um, it's only been a f- for a few months now that, that they've actually um, that the, that the, there's been a substantial cut in the amount of um, mortgages. And so, I mean, a mortgage you know can last them um, you know 20, 30 years. And so, you know, six months uh, reduction isn't going to make a big dent into that. And what we're seeing is uh, an in- a, a still an increase in the amount of um, consumer credit uh, that's you know a, a, a credit card and so forth that is still going up so although we, it, it, we can expect the amount of um, um, the, the the amount the, the the overall level of debt to go down at some stage uh, you know at the moment the, the, the problems simply stem from the fact that it's the rate of uh, the rate of growth has 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 reduced tell us how our money system works uh, well, most of our money, uh, it's calculated that something in the region of 97% of our money supply is based on debt. And that comes into being when somebody goes into a bank and, or you can just use it a credit card, but effectively borrows money from a bank. Um, they don't actually borrow pre-existing money. Um, you know, most people, I suppose, imagine that um, they're borrowing the savings of you know, the, the, the depositors of the bank. They're not. Um, in a sense, those uh, those deposits are already uh, out on loan. Um, you could look at, look at it in those terms. So a whole new credit is created. Um, and when people spend it, when when people receive the, the 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 money, they spend it, and that effectively then becomes whole new money, which is created and and becomes the money supply. Uh, so so that is it, uh, you know, in a nutshell, that is how the money supply is created. It's created. So ninety ninety seven percent of money is created by the issuance of debt. 
Yes, 97% in certainly in this country, and similar similar figures prevail throughout the, the, the you know the, the, the major industrial um, trading countries of the world. Similar figures. And, and if know. if we if banks if I what I read is true and banks are not lending as much as they were, um, surely the money supply is therefore decreasing. It will. It will. We can expect it to start going down. Yes. Yes. As as the as the um, um, as the the level of as the shall we say, the shortfall in, because old mortgages are still being paid off. Um, I mean, that's, that's what happens. The one way to imagine the, the money supply is to think of a bathtub, which has got the taps on and the bath plug open. And, and the, the, the money that's being, old debts that are being paid off is the money going out through the, the plug hole. And that's being topped up with, with, um, um, uh, you know, water coming in through the through through the taps, and and the the old debts are still still being paid off. The water is still going through the plug hole, but the, the amount of new money has is is not going up as fast because the taps are being slowly turned down. So old debts are still being paid off. They are uh, smaller than current debts, so that they don't have as much of an impact, you know, as as the new money being created. So. So, so you won't get a sudden um, I- impact, but what you'll see is probably, you know, over the next year or two, you'll start to see the money supply actually begin to shrink as the taps are are are, are further reduced and the and the overall flow is um, is um, um, you know turned down. So that's deflationary, essentially. Um, it will probably prove to be so. Or, although, having said that, of course, um, because so much of our so much of our um, uh, basic needs are, uh, are uh, things that we buy, things that ordinary people buy, are based on imported goods. I mean, most of our fuel, we're a net importer of fuel now, for example, and we are a net importer of, of food and household goods and so many things that we buy. Because they are going down, um, um, uh, sorry, because, um, as I say, they, they, are, they are imported, and because the the value of the pound is going down relative to other um, other um, currencies around the world, so the, the cost of those is going up, we could actually still see inflation in the shops and inflation in things like utility bills and you know gas bills and so forth and and, and, and at the petrol pumps we could still see that happening so um, it might seem strange that we would actually have a, a reducing amount of money, but still with, with uh, prices going up. But yes, what we would see is actually prices going up with uh, a shrinkage in the, uh, of the, of the, of the um, amount of money in the economy. So you're going to see a period of stagflation, uh, probably similar or possibly even much worse than we had in the 1970s. And now, that, I mean, that stagflationary scenario is the worst thing that a government would like to see. I know they like, uh, I think the ideal figure is 2% inflation they like to see or something like that. What steps can the government take to increase the money supply, to stop this decrease happening, in other words? At the moment, they have, they've almost boxed themselves into a corner. Um, because they've got this limit on inflation, they can't reduce... Um, um, interest rates to encourage uh, more people, more private uh, individuals and businesses to borrow more. Um, and I'm not sure there's much capacity for people to borrow more anyway. I, I, there's, there's such a high level of, of debt out there that, you know, the people just, <laughs> even if they wanted to, I don't think they can afford to actually. Um, 
So, uh, so they, 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 that's not a route. Uh, the, the only real possible route for the, for the government, you know, short of you know fundamentally reforming the money supply, is for the government to borrow the money supply. Uh, they've got this self-imposed limit at the moment of 40% of GDP. Now they're right up against that, and of course um, the position of that is going to go is, is going to become worse if. Um, as is likely, GDP actually uh, starts to go down. So we actually ha- uh, experience a period of recession for two, two or more quarters. And if that goes down, GDP goes down. Even if, even with the current level of, of borrowing, um, uh, they will go over the 40% mark. Uh, but of course, that is purely an arbitrary limit. They don't have to abide by that. I mean, most European governments have got... Um, uh, national debt to GDP ratios of more than 40%. I think Italy is about 100%. And of course, uh, for the United States, it, it's closer to 400%. I mean, they, 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 the federal debt, you know, the national debt of the, of the American government is just is just astronomical. Uh, so, you know, there's, it's, it's just a purely arbitrary limit. So they could quite easily double the amount of the national debt, borrow, you know, half a billion pounds into existence and either use that for tax cuts or spending, you know, uh, uh, spending on public, uh, public infrastructure projects or even just on on um, uh, things like pensions and benefits and, you know, so forth. Uh, and that would actually help things. Um, it would help things in the short term. Of course, what, what you're doing, of course, is you're, is you're putting off the problems for future generations and a future government. But of course, most governments work on a very short term time scale. Uh, that they probably wouldn't be bothered about that. So uh, that is really the only option I see that they've got now. And of course, recently, a couple of weeks ago, I think there was actually mutterings in the in the national media about that they were actually going to review their 40% limit. If I mean, if they were to do that and increase their borrowing, the ultimate effect of that is extremely inflationary, isn't it? Um, no, it isn't necessarily inflationary. No, um, it depends uh, in, to some extent on... Well, I mean, it is in as much as all all, that's the whole process of borrowing, of being dependent on debt based money is itself inflationary. So they're not, but they're not, I mean, so so it would be inflationary, but it wouldn't be any more inflationary than, you know, consumers and, you know, going out and having a binge on their credit cards or, you know, the house, houses going up in price and so forth. All that is, is actually inflationary. So, yes, it would be, but as I say, no more so than. Than, than than what occurs you know, normally anyway. So you know, we have a we have an inherently inflated debt-based money is inherently inflationary. It's it's a part and parcel of the process, because as you uh, you have to keep borrowing more money uh, this year than was borrowed last year, because this year's borrowing in a sense has got to meet both the principal and the interest of last year's borrowing, if you see what I mean. You have to keep constantly you know, increasing, the, increasing the amount of money uh, that's, that's in process. Uh, so, 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 you know, that is why it's you know, fundamentally inflationary. And what changes would you like to see made to our monetary system, to our money? Uh, well, myself, uh, uh, well, very simple, really, and that is that uh, to, to, to pass a law provi- uh, uh, preventing the banks from creating the money supply. That's it, basically. You, you know, to, to have a, a situation whereby uh, the money supply is not uh, um, created by the, the, the clearing banks, it's not dependent on large numbers of people being in debt, 
that's the situation at the moment, um, that it is created uh, debt-free uh, by a public agency uh, as a permanent circulating medium of exchange. So we don't constantly have to have this process of new money being created to pay off old loans, you know, which uh, as they, uh, as they, you know, the, the money is of old loans disappears as the old loans are paid off. So you have, you know, you, you constantly have to have this infusion of, of new money uh, just to keep, uh, just to keep the thing going. So, so you would like a system where there's a finite amount of money in circulation? At any one time, yes. The the amount of money would be. I, I mean, I what I envisage is is to have a a public uh, body, a public a public agency accountable to Parliament, um, which would issue the money or make available the money uh, to the government as it sees fit, which would maintain inflation at zero percent. Uh, it's something that is possible with a uh, a debt-free money supply. Would be would be actually having a, a zero a zero inflation rate so how would you borrow money under such a system uh well the ordinary individual will do do as they do now they either go to a bank or building society or credit union and uh, and borrow you know the money that the 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 relevant institution is prepared to lend the only difference of course is that for that institution to lend the money uh, they they actually have to have it so they can't lend money that doesn't exist. As I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, we have a fractional reserve system and mm-hmm. uh, banks can lend up to 10 times the reserves that they have in the bank. Well, it depends what you mean by reserves. Uh, and if you look at the, the figures that I gave you before for the amount of money created today, it's 97%. If you look on the, the, the uh, Bank of England statistical releases, you see that the, 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 the amount of money, we've got about uh, £50 billion pounds worth of of, of what people might think of as real money, that's notes and coins created by the Bank of England, the Royal Mint. And we've got um, about 1.6 trillion of debt-based money. So that gives you the, that gives you the 97% against the 3% created as, as notes and coins. So on that basis, you can see that there's actually a, there's actually a 33 to 1 mark or 30% 30 to 30 to 1 markup of the amount of debt-based money as against um, debt-free money. That's the actual markup. So when you when people talk about the fractional reserve, it's it's kind of gone out the window. They don't really use the fractional. There are no real fractional reserve limits now. I believe actually the way that banks are limited as to their lending is based on um, a multiple of their um, capital value. Uh, which is this is the Baal, uh, the recent Baal um, um, regulations laid down by the, the Bank of International Settlements at Baal, which is, if you like, uh, the central clearing bank for all the clearing banks, um, and um, uh, they, 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 which is what explains why recently you've had quite a number of banks looking to increase their their, their capital. You see, they've been issuing want, or trying to issue more shares. Uh, to increase their capital base, because otherwise they're going to find that, as as recently their um, their um, uh, the value of their shares has shrunk. So, you know, the capital value of the of the banks has shrunk, uh, and so they've actually been limited in the amounts that they can they can borrow, they can lend on that basis. And so the fractional sorry, uh, I was just going to say the fractional reserve is actually is is um, it's it's still a, a notion to hold in one's mind as to how it works but it's 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 
been somewhat superseded recently. And isn't this um, agency that you describe, that you envisage, won't won't that grind the economy to a halt? I mean, you need a certain amount of lending in order to... Oh, yes, but there's no limit. You know, there wouldn't be any problem with people um, uh, borrowing money, but the amount of money that people could, could borrow would be limited by the amount in circulation. And if, if if we if we had a period of deflation, if as you suggest the economy began to grind to a halt, and we and we and we went into a period of recession, and we, we accompanied as a consequence of deflation, then that would simply be um, um, alleviated by the creation of more money. Because as I say, the idea would be to, to have a zero inflation rate, not a not a negative inflation rate, but a zero inflation rate. So if you did if you did get to that situation, then automatically you know new money. Will be will be created and spent into circulation to enable the you know to the economy to to function um, you know uh, at its maximum um, potential. Would you like to see some kind of asset-backed currency? No, not at all. It's <laughs> it's it's absurd to uh, to have an economy who's wherein the activity uh, of all its various diverse components is limited by the arbitrary existence of, of, a, of, a, of a limited amount of any particular asset. It, it just does not make sense. And of course, if you, you know, if you had an asset which did not grow in value, uh, whether it was, or, you know, let's, I mean, one idea, of course, would be to have an, a, a currency based on the, the, the acreage of the you know, British Isles or the United Kingdom, shall we say, you know, so, you know, a land-based money, then, of course, you would have to, if, if uh, economic activity grew, you would actually have to have deflation. And deflation is problematical within the economy because it's, it's, you know, it's as unsettling to businesses and to ordinary people as, as inflation. And the same would r- r- apply if you had it based on an arbitrary amount of gold. You know, unless, you, unless you keep uh, inflating the money against the gold... And increasing, you know, increasing the value of the gold, in, or in reducing the value of the money against the gold, uh, they again, you, you, you know, you're going to have an in, infl- a deflationary uh, situation. So it's, you know, and, and if you have a, if you have a, uh, a, a money, a money supply backed by a fixed asset, which you constantly have to um, um, inflate to prevent deflation, then, you know, what's the point of having a fixed, you know, uh, an asset-based um, um, uh, system anyway? You kind of totally uh, undermine the, the, the reason for having one. So no, it's it's a, it's a quite it's a nonsense, and, and, and it, it just doesn't doesn't hold water at all. The the beauty of gold as 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 a form of money, uh, so say many gold bugs, of which I'm I'm one, is that it holds its value over time, and it's very hard to debase. It's a much harder uh, form of money to debase than say modern currency. <laughs> well, all those things are complete and utter nonsense. Absolute complete and utter nonsense. Um, the, the gold, uh, the value of gold has fluctuated wildly over the years. I mean, extraordinarily. You know, I mean, it it, it makes the fluctuation in the value of of, of um, uh, fiat or even the debt-based currency, you know, that we have, um, you know, uh, mild in comparison. I mean, it's extraordinary. And of course, that's I, I know a lot of people who would disagree been... with that, but but carry on. <laughs> Well, you only have to look at the figures, um, and you'll yes. see. Uh, and of course, if you, as I say, if you have a, um, 
Um, um, and of course, it can, of course, uh, it, it be debased. It has, you know, throughout history, it's been debased. I mean, it's it's it's, it's constantly been debased. I mean, yes, I know. I mean, you can debase it by adding <laughs> copper to your coins and so on and so forth. Exactly. But that's a harder process than than simply issuing credit. The other thing, of course, is that uh, you know, unless we have a, we have most of our money um, uh, is is uh, most of our transactions occur. Uh, with electronic or paper-based uh, uh, information systems. Um, and so unless you're actually going to uh, suggest that people actually literally use gold coins to go and you know, pay for their groceries, then you're not going to have a, go- a gold-based um, uh, money system anyway. You're Are you really familiar with uh, James Turk's Digital Gold? Um, the name, I've heard of the name. I haven't really looked into it, I must admit. Um, I don't know if that's similar to digital coin. I heard somebody sent me something about called a digital coin, and it just didn't seem to be very simple and straightforward. Uh, and so um, um, there's no point in going going for any any um, solution to the present system, which the average person can't can't understand. It's just not going to hold water. It's just not going to be considered. I mean, we're obviously in some sort of financial crisis at the moment. What's your forecast? How do you see things uh, evolving over the next two or three years? Well, uh, we've seen the amount, the rate of mortgage lending, the critical, the crucial figure, of course, is the level of mortgage lending because most money is created as mortgages. 60% of our money supply is created as mortgages. And the um, the, the recent months, um, the amount of... um, uh, mortgage lending has fallen by over 50% on the same time last year. If that continues for the next uh, 18 months, two years or so, then we will start to see um, a s- significant um, shortage of money in the economy and we will see a, just a steady increase in the amount of businesses failing and the amount of the, the rate of unemployment will steadily rise. The amount of home house repossessions will steadily rise. And of course, when houses are repossessed, that in itself um, wipes out, you know, money. It's um, the, the, the the value of those mortgages simply disappears. And um, it's difficult to see. We're in t- totally uncharted territory. I mean, as I, I, I actually think that we're heading. To, we are on course now. You know, somebody might come up with some ways to prevent us uh, taking that course. But as things are, we are actually on course for grimmer times, even than the 1930s. We are we are set to a worse situation in the 1930s. Um, and um, now people are very inventive, and people might might find ways around it. Uh, people might start using local currencies. I mean, I was involved in uh, running a local currency system 10 years or so ago, um, uh, the early 1990s, when we had a bit of a blip then in the, in the economy. If things get begin to get really serious, then we might see those begin to take off and people will find their own ways of, of conducting business, you know, um, there are different ways of, of creating um, a local currency or alternative money systems. They don't even have to be local. I mean, uh, isn't, I, for I, example, I, that your Tesco club card point, isn't that a form of currency? It is, yes, it is, in, in a sense, yes. 
uh, that's 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 a good example. You know, it's very it's a very fringe thing at the moment, of course. You know, um, but yes, I mean, you could see all sorts of things. You could see all sorts of businesses offering, um, uh, you know, payment in um, in in their own asset-backed currency, shall we say? So you might see, you, you know, you might see um, uh, breweries, for example. Um, are offering to pay their uh, some of their suppliers in notes backed by you know a bottle of beer you know so a a, a note that they issue uh, you know is is worth a is a pint worth a pint of beer or a bottle of beer and you know these things i mean that was done in germany in the 1930s i think that happened that particular system happened and so you know people might be people find different ways of doing it um or they might just create um you know, local system, local currency systems. Um, you know, either on the sort of Let's model, or on the Totnes Pound model, or you know, the Ithaca Hours model, or you know, there's the the, the Time Dollar model. And so there's, there's a range of different uh, systems out there which people might might, might take up. Uh, you know, take up. And and I think you know, if if things get really bad, then that that might happen. And um, if you were an investor in, 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 in as we go forward, what would you be doing with your money? Where, how would you invest it in order to protect yourselves? I would stick it in um, um, bank and building, uh, building society accounts. Are they safe? Most... Oh, yes. I mean, <laughs> yes, up to the first 35000 with any bank, building, society or credit union is guaranteed by the Financial Services Compensation Scheme. And as I don't envisage ever to have more than that sort of amount in savings, and it's entirely safe. Yes, indeed. Uh, I mean, if I was, if I had more than the sort of, you know, the small, small savings that I do have, if I was looking, if I had sort of, you know, uh, tens of thousands of pounds, hundreds of thousands of pounds, then I suppose um, just the things that endure, things like land, I suppose, um, I, I wouldn't put it into. Um, um, most commodities at the moment, most commodities are actually overinflated. And of course, when you see, including gold, I have to say, I, ha- I hasten to add because you, you, you mentioned your interest in gold. Of course, when when the when we when we start to see the shortage of the uh, of money uh, begin to bite, then of course all those commodities will will um, um, lose value because you know in a deflationary system, money rises in value against commodities. So it's um, you know at the moment, as I say, I, I, as I expect. I, I, you know, I, it's, it's difficult to try and second guess what the the, the, the financial engineers of you know uh, the, the, the clever wizards of the financial market might dream up, or indeed what the government might do. Um, but if, if if they don't do anything, then I should imagine that within the space of a year or two, we'll be looking at a, a deflation, significant deflation. And of course, the people who win out in that situation are those people who have holdings of of um, pound sterling, whether it's whether it's um, in you know used fibres in a sock, sock in the mattress, or whether it's um, in a um, bank, building society, or credit union. So that's that's they'll they'll be the people who win out in that situation. And. Um, Anne, I'm about to close this interview now. It's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. I'd just like to get your comments on one other thing, which is um, you make on your website a a comment about the effect of our monetary system on the environment. Would you just Mm. tell us about that? Yes. Um, well, it's 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 very immediate and very direct. Uh, We have a uh, a money supply which requires the economy to keep growing. Um, and 
it needs to keep growing, uh, even even when you've got a mature economy like ourselves, where in effect, in effect, the 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 really the opportunity for um, uh, growth is actually you know marginal. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of the things that we need. All we need to do is replace them and, and repair them and keep them keep them functional. But uh, because that is that is not sufficient to 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 um, 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 produce sufficient new money into 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 circulation, then you have to have you artificially have to keep um, you have to have built-in obsolescence with a lot of things so that people you know keep uh, keep renewing what you know items they have to keep buying uh, the, the latest edition of various different things and so you you have to have keep consuming the, the rate of consumption has to keep growing year on year and of course that is um that is detrimental to the environment you know um so um uh, it, 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 you know, it, it is. It is. There's a direct correlation between the need to keep expanding the economy, keep expanding the money supply, simply to maintain economic stability, and the, you know the detrimental impact that that has on the economy. So um, uh, it, it's direct and immediate. And if we want, if we want to have a, if we want to have uh, an economy which is. Uh, indefinitely sustainable within a finite world, then we have to have um, a, a, a money supply which does not re require uh, continuing growth. We need to have a sustainable money supply at the moment. We, we have, as, we've, as we're witnessing at the moment, we have an unsustainable money supply and a money supply which it cannot, cannot sustain itself. Um, uh, and that is, that is, you know, uh, that is uh, replacing that, reforming that is the first step that has to be done before we can think about having an sustain, a sustainable economy and a, a sustainable lifestyle, you know, for generations, you know, uh, over the next few centuries. Anne Belsey, it's been a real pleasure. As we close, why don't uh, you give out your website address along with uh, some information about how people can find out more about your party? Uh, yes, well, my, um, the website address is www.moneyreformparty.org.uk uh, and I can be contacted by email um, uh, at info at moneyreformparty.org.uk uh, and, um, um, and so if people want to find out any more details about, uh, about what we do and uh, the, um, uh, if, if they're interested in joining or finding out more about the, or even just finding out more about the, the, money re, the, the money reform movement in general if they're not particularly uh, uh, inspired to join a political party there are other groups and individuals who are trying to promote the cause in their own particular way and I'm happy to um, to um, to advertise and, and promote their efforts as well. Uh, have you had any interest from the major parties? Not, um, no, I haven't. Um, they are, uh, the, the major parties are very large organisations which I'm trying to, I mean I know, I know individuals in all the major parties who are interested in money reform um, but that, you know, they're, they're, as regards major parties themselves, it, it's, it's simply not an issue that, that, is, that is discussed. It's just not an issue that people are aware of. That's the problem: is that you know they're not even aware 
that there's an issue to do with the money supply. They're not even aware that there's there's a need for reform or there's a potential for reform. You know, people just don't know how the money system works. And if they don't, if they think, as most people do think, um, that it is in fact created um, uh, by a public agency and the banks, all the banks ever do is um, lend out pre-existing money that has been deposited with them, then of course they're not likely to consider that there's scope for reform. Um, but of course, um, you know, I don't know how they they reconcile that situation with the present uh, the, the difficulties that, that accrue from the you know the debt-based money supply. It's only it's only when you recognise how it works that you actually see, ah, yes, you see how how it relates to the real world. So, um, but. Uh, that, as I say, that's that's the big issue: is is alerting people to the facts of how of what things are, you know, presently um, uh, transpiring. The website is moneyreformparty.org.uk. And Belsie, thank you very much. Right, thank you. Commodity Watch Radio is presented and produced by Dominic Frisby for Mindsight, with music by Manolo Camp. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our bulletin board at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com.